0: Welcome back to the Velvet Coyote Podcast, a podcast that helps you shift from thoughts and emotions that are blocking your movement toward the dream life, hindering access to your highest potential, and breaking the trust you have with yourself. My name is Hannah DeLong. I am a psycho spiritual coach who focuses on psychology, spirituality, and yogic thought to shift your perspective so you can actualize a life you daydream about, live a life you didn't settle for, and heal into your manifestations. Welcome back. Monday's Mind Shift this week is about how we are viewing the pain of failures, mistakes, or shortcomings all wrong. I want to use the law of transmutation to zoom in on not only coaching you about the universal law, but using the most common emotion we experience to educate you and to give you a tool that you guys can use immediately. First we're going to dive a little deep into the law of transmutation because we need to set the foundation of the law itself before we can start applying it to our situation. This law is like a superpower, okay? It is actually easier than I think people like realize, but I want to say that lightly as when it comes to manifesting or healing primarily, depending on the depths an individual has to take to shift their perspective, this whole law can be used small or large. So we're looking at larger things. That's the hard part. Understanding and putting forward the law itself is what's easier. It's the healing that is the hardest part. Um, Have you ever heard the saying, energy flows where attention goes? by understanding that you are the thinker behind the thinking you become aware that you can harness the power to activate thoughts that are more serving to you than thoughts that are detrimental and this might sound like a broken record because i feel like most of my instagram and most of my podcasts are kind of wrapped in this entire saying <laughs> this will allow you to change your perspective on a rather negative situation and give a positive purpose behind it that will drive you forward. So I want you to think of this. Your thoughts determine your emotions, your emotions determine your behavior, and your behaviors determine your results. I'm going to give you a very long-winded explanation of the law of transmutation, but again, if you need something easier, think of that. My friend Brooke commented on this week's Mind shift video, your mentality is what is creating your reality. That is exactly the law of transmutation that you can remember if you want to put it in short but let's dive a little deeper into the long-winded version so that you also have that because if you're like me I I need it to be more in depth like the short things I'm like yeah cool I get it but like why <laughs> so let's get into the why if you're like me the universal law of transmutation is a principle that suggests energy is constantly in a state of flux and transformation. According to this law, everything has the potential to change its vibrational frequency and form. In the context of spiritual and personal development, the law of transmutation is often associated with the alchemical concept of transforming base metals into gold, symbolizing the inner transformation of of self. So if that gives you like a little more of a fancy way of explaining it. In simpler terms, again, the law of transmutation implies that energy, whether it be emotional, mental, or spiritual, can be changed or elevated. It highlights a dynamic nature of the universe where energies are not fixed, but can be shifted, refined, or and transmuted into higher, more positive forms. (laughs) The key idea is that the individual has the power to consciously and intentionally transform negative or lower energies such as challenges, pain, adversity into positive and higher vibrational energies such as growth, wisdom, and purpose. The process involves a shift in perception, a commitment to personal development, and a conscious choice to use challenges as opportunities for inner alchemy and positive change. So if you enjoyed that explanation as well, I think that gives a great, great overview of the law of transmutation. So how does this apply to transmuting pain into purpose? I'm going to use my personal story so that you can get a real picture painted for you. Um, So let's dive into that. Growing up, I remember my mom struggled with relationships with her mom ever since she was a kid. I'm going off my childhood memory as I did not live this part of my mom's life. However, I remember distant explanations of her experience that she told us. Her mom had been an alcoholic, emotionally abusive, and emotionally unavailable parent almost all her life. She didn't talk about her dad, and I think from memory, he was pretty non existent too. I'm not too sure. Um, so the, whatever that's often in the far distance, but she always talked about the terrible stuff her mom would do on occasion as her granddaughter. I saw a couple of those relatable things to the story. So that could be a whole other podcast on ethics. Um, but again, if you know me personally, you know, I only speak to my dad and three sisters due to the unbelievable amount of ethical issues, addiction, abuse, and negativity that surrounds most of my family. Um, anyway, I remember for a couple years of my childhood, my mom actually cut all ties with her mom and refused to speak to her. And the reason I can't remember, but my mom didn't really reflect the same person that her mom was or the person that she painted her mom to be. Um, but my parents did get divorced when I was six. And I did find out later how she kind of treated my dad during and after that divorce, which can only be described as terrible. Um, and as I became older, I started really realizing, you know, back when you're a kid, you just, you think everything's normal and a lot of things are actually hidden from you. So she was pretty normal in my eyes, or at least what I thought was normal. Um, but like I said, you never really know what is normal as a kid. If you just grow up in it, it's just normal to you. Um, and your parents are what really, are who really condition um, you to think what is normal. So again, I always say remember that if you're going to have kids. But anyway, it wasn't really until my great-grandmother and my grandpa had passed away. And that's when everything had changed. At this point, the time frames just blur for me and everything, everything kind of goes spiraling. Um, I think that event is what broke... the camel's back, the straw that broke the camel's back, because I think my grandparents, so my great-grandparents, so my mom's mom's parents were the only safe place that my mom had growing up. Everything changed. Um, Behaviors became less hidden from me, and my mom actually kind of grew into my awareness as like she was an alcoholic and she was emotionally abusive, so this is around the time I was like 11, 12, 13. Um, and practice like favoritism, severe favoritism between me and my sisters. And let me tell you, I was not the favorite. I was not. I was very heavily disliked. I mean, rather hated. Um, but. My own mother was a reflection of the thoughts and emotions instilled in her own childhood. Looking back now, she was never able to fully transmute her pain from her mother to become better. She let it condition her and create her reality. And I know that those are like demons that she had fought, you know, and she did her best, but it really bled into um, me and my sister's lives as well. And that's the little bit of background for you. But here's the thing. I have two choices in my life. I could allow this experience to consume me as well. Okay. Um, and to become my re- reality too. My whole life and not use the pain and turn it into purpose to change me, to show me more about myself or to rewrite my story. But somewhere along the lines, I had come to this awareness that I have to do that. I could have allowed all the times a mother called me worthless and a piece of shit to my face, um, allow me to become exactly what she had labeled me and like tried to condition me to believe about myself, which was worthless and a piece of shit. For years, I had the label she gave me in my head, fighting to land and stick in regards to the idea of who I was. Now, keep in mind, this had all started when I was like, like eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So I had to like, I have been working through this for years. When I was 17, um, I am still haunted that she took me to court. So publicly, um, Anybody that has dealt with like an emotionally abusive parent or like an alcoholic or like narcissistic parent, like they love to just like humili- humiliate you, like in front of family or whatever. Um, and when I was 17, it went one step further and she publicly. Hum- in a way, publicly humiliated me in front of a courtroom that I had to go to um, because she was actually trying to prove that I was doing nothing with my life. I was 17, (laughs) that I was doing nothing with my life. Um, And she was fighting to get out of paying for my schooling that I was going through at the time to do something with my life. Um, Doesn't make any sense. But in many ways, through becoming... I had the pain of not having my mother through major milestones of my life, but instead I had a major bully through each one of them. And she was telling me I was not worthy of making it. I would never amount to anything. And I was crazy to believe I had the ability to even try since I was so worthless. Um, and that I came from (laughs) a piece of shit. She actually said that to me. Um, Anyway, I, however, use that pain to transmute my reality to show myself I am worthy by proving that I could do it, by proving to myself that I am capable of doing big things, even if I had to do them alone or without my mom as a cheerleader. I was not going to let the voice in my head consume me and create my reality. And I fought that for years. I didn't want to repeat the cycle of my mother to my children if I were to have them, my sisters, or anyone else in my life. It was a reflection that I did not want to have in this world at all. Um, I have made mistakes and I have had wrongful times, but I'm always more willing to transmute Um, for transformation to level up each day. And through my healing process, I had discovered that it was obviously a very long process between the ages of probably like 17 to I'm 26 now. So anyway, I set out to find purpose in my pain. This could happen again, like I said, in small or large ways. And for me, it was a very large way. This experience almost or tried to condition my life, I realized that it was a very important for me to be a person that people felt safe around. Half of my life when I was doing good, no, I felt unsafe through most of it. I questioned a lot of my moves. Again, if I was capable, even when you do not give in to the pain entirely, or you consciously won't allow yourself to fall into the narrative that is you know in your brain the narrative still haunts you it reminds me of it reminds me of gollum where the entity in his consciousness like he is still himself but that entity is like also talking to him so it's like shifting from him to himself from to the entity to back to himself um and He's really fighting it, like, and he has a, you know, he has his self where he's like, no, like, I'm not gonna do this. But then the entity's like, but you have to, and like, tr- really trying to get it, Gollum himself to believe what the entity is saying, and it torments him and makes him question himself and it makes him give him a lot of anxiety and worry. That is a great character that embodies that exact feeling for me, <laughs> but. The purpose of being someone that people feel safe around has actually been revealed to me in two other major ways, but those are for other podcasts. But I realized how much I missed that feeling after some time as I'm going through my healing process, as I'm questioning my reality because of my experience and like, who am I because of my experience? What am I going to do with my experience? Do I believe the words and the narrative in my head? And there was just this strong, strong will, I guess, within me that was like, no, we're so much more than that. Let's figure it out. Um, but I, again, I missed having that feeling of support, unconditional love, acceptance, and non judgmental guidance. And I just didn't have that. And I realized this a lot when I was able to witness the relationship dynamic between me and my, or between my mom and dad over the years when they were still in contact and I was actually not contact. My dad is like a pure light, and my mom always tried to dim it. And it was always so painful for someone to not see that light within them. And to for even my dad, like I was just like, I don't know why you just continue to deal with her crap and let her hurt you and let her say these things to you and make you feel like you're not a good parent and that you're not worthy, you know. And it was always so painful to witness that. And it became extremely clear to me that I wanted To create a mission that helped people see that light, their value, their worth, their ability, so that it becomes so unshakable when other people try to dim it or make you question yourself. Through my own healing journey, I was able to transmute my pain into realizing my purpose and what I wanted to do with my story. I knew so many people were living a story like mine or somewhere out there was someone out there was being overcome by their bully or the bully within themselves that someone may have created. And I know what that's like, and I know what it feels like to get past it enough that you finally see your worth, your beauty, your ability, and more. And it's such a magical moment when you're like, oh my gosh, like the narrative kind of starts, stop it kind of starts to stop talking. It kind of starts to stop haunting you so much. And you're like, oh, I, I am navigating from a place of love and support and kindness within myself. And I'm supporting myself. And you realize that you don't have to be so attached to the narrative that someone created for you, or again, the bully that you have within you. This is how I have transmuted my pain and given it purpose to help me and to help others instead of repeating the cycle of becoming the lies that were set out to bring me down just because someone else didn't do the work. So, how can we or how can you? begin this process, whether big or small. I suggest starting small. And then once you kind of get the hang of it, moving it into a bigger pain within your life. So let's kind of look at the steps for that. I have 10 steps for you to start applying today to transmuting your pain into purpose. And let's go through each one of those. Y'all know what I'm already going to start out with. Step number one, Acknowledge and accept the pain. The first step in transmuting pain is acknowledging and accepting it. First step, also the hardest, understand that pain is part of the human experience and it's okay to feel it. This accepting part is what's probably going to take some time. Okay. For me, it is what took the most time. Probably, again, my story was what I call at large. You again, can start with smaller things, smaller concepts, smaller pains. Um, But that accepting process is very, very hard for people. So take your time and hold compassion for yourself when you're going through it. Step number two is going to be reflect on the lessons. Once you're able to kind of accept it and able to look at it, you know, without like wincing or being afraid or running away from it, you're able to start dissecting it for lessons. Reflect on them, the insights that the pain has brought into your life, and ask yourself what you have learned about yourself, your relationships, or your circumstances through the experience. My favorite question is going to be what you learned about yourself. I think this also kind of helps you if you still have some lingering acceptance you need to work on. I feel like when you kind of start reflecting or able to move into the reflecting process of how you had, how it had changed you or what you learned about yourself, that kind of really like wraps it and ties it up for you. Step number three, define your values and purpose. Take the time to define your values and what truly matters to you. Clarify your sense of purpose by identifying the kind of impact you want to have on yourself and others. As you can see from my story, that was kind of part of it. Like I wanted to create this impact that allowed other people to see within themselves what I knew or know is there when I, in the very beginning, never believed it to be there either. Number four, step number four, shift your perspective. Transmutation involves a shift in perspective. Instead of viewing pain as a hindrance, see it as a raw material for personal and spiritual growth. This step is perfect for being after acceptance and after being reflect on the lessons because it allows you to to view the pain as not a hindrance and see it as a stepping stone for personal and spiritual growth. So embrace the challenges as opportunities for transformation. Again, what did it teach you about yourself, um, your relationships, and so on. Number five, channel emotions creatively. Use creative outlets to Channel your emotions, whether through art, writing, music, or other forms of expression. Channeling pain creatively. Oh my gosh. Channeling pain creatively can be a powerful way to transmute negative energy into something positive. Number six, set intentions for transformation. Set clear intentions for how you want to transform your pain into purpose. This could involve setting specific goals, affirmations, or a vision board for positive outcomes that you want to create from that situation. Number seven, take aligned action. Align your action with your intention. Break down your goals into manageable steps and take consistent and purposeful action towards your transformation. Okay, that's why we need to set our intentions first, and then we need to align our actions with those intentions. And then number eight: break gratitude. Oh, break, practice gratitude. Cultivate a mindset of gratitude. Acknowledge the lessons that you already reviewed, growth and strength gained from overcoming those challenges. Gratitude can be a powerful catalyst for transmuting pain into a force for positive change. Number nine, when you finally feel like you can, which I is why this is number, it's not really a step, but it's also like an action. Number nine, um, because you probably want to do all those things previous, but I, I think, again, step number one needs to be step number one. Um, you need to consider sharing your story with others who may be going through similar experiences. I've always felt that when I actually open up and share my story, you are not alone in it. Other people have also experienced this. And through the eight other previous steps or actions that you can take when moving through trans mutation for transformation, you know, you're at a place where you feel more comfortable sharing, you may have learned something, you may have insights for someone that's still stuck in the, you know, the more of the beginning steps or beginning actions, and you can inspire them through your own story, through your own actions, through your own transformation. And then number 10, redirect your energy towards serving others. So focus on service, whether through volunteering, mentoring, or creating content that shares your wisdom, which is again, what I'm doing, contributing to the well-being of others can give profound purpose to your experience. So this kind of goes with number nine, sharing your story. Once you have done all those previous steps or actions you can move into the space of mentoring people that are struggling to complete the be- the more beginner action steps, and that can help them also along their journey, and you're doing something for the greater good. But remember that the process of transmutation is a personal process, and it takes time. Be patient with yourself and allow the transformative journey to unfold naturally. If you're doing something at large, it's going to take time to go through each of these steps or actions and to feel really good in them, depending also on the depths of the pain that you're turning into purpose. This is an opportunity for growth, wisdom, and a deeper connection with yourself and purpose and life. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this week's Mind Shift. I hope you find it helpful when transmuting for transformation, whether that is at large or small. If you would like to have guidance through a process like this, you can join my psycho spiritual coaching waitlist link is in the show notes. I would love to support you through the process. If you enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, consider giving me a five-star review. And if you want to put two and two together with this podcast and are now bi-weekly Monday mind shifts on Instagram, make sure to follow me there. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys soon and I hope you have a great week.